Sometimes when it comes to garden problems, one thing that helps a lot to keep them from spreading is crop rotation. We've talked about this a lot on the program. And what exactly is crop rotation? For the answer to that, we bring in retired college horticultural professor Debbie Flower, who has probably discussed this with one or two classes in her time. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I recall you saying that when the crop rotation lecture starts, their eyes glaze over. <laughs> it's a... Uh... Boy, I hope not. I hope that it's used. We talk about it not just in the vegetable garden, but also in the landscape when planning a landscape. Because it, uh, so what it is, is, is for the vegetable garden, is planting something different in this, each spot each year. So one year you plant tomatoes there, and then the next year you're going to plant something different. Maybe um, uh, cabbage, or that would not be a summer crop. But uh, mustards, that's spring. <laughs> or maybe you leave it blank. Uh, but you don't plant tomato or a tomato relative in that same spot the next year. And the reason we do it is that plants in the same family, so crop rotation is done at the family level, plants in the same family share uh, insect and disease problems. So if you get a tomato one year and you plant a tomato the next year in the same location, or a pepper, or an eggplant, because they are all in the same family. Or a potato. Or a potato, yeah. yes. If you plant them in the same location the next year, maybe you'll do okay. But then maybe the third year, the disease pressure has built up enough, or your tomato hornworms population has built up, and they they spend their winters in the soil. And so you plant a plant in the same family, they'll come out and start eating the plant. Whereas if you rotate it to something outside, let's say a melon, uh, outside the, it's called the Solanaceae family. So the Solanaceae family has tomatoes, potatoes, peppers, and eggplant, as well as tobacco, which is a fun crop to grow as well. It's pretty, I think. If you plant any of those things, uh, you, you want to not plant them the next year. They're in the they're all in one family, so you want to move them somewhere else. So maybe we're going to move to the family that the cucurbits, which includes cucumbers and melons and uh, squash, and plant one of those in that spot instead. If When the tomato hornworm comes out in spring and there's a squash there, it's not going to do anything. It does not attack the cucurbits. It only attacks the uh, solanaceae. So we're moving our plants around the garden so that the insects and diseases that may be present at that one location don't attack the plant from a different family. Probably ideally, it's nice to have six distinct garden planting areas because that this makes the garden rotation plan, the crop rotation plan a, a lot easier. There is, we'll have a link to today's show at the uh, Farmer Fred rant, and it'll be called the crop rotation plan for the home garden. So basically, let's say you have six beds in this perfect world you live in. One bed's going to be blank. But actually, blank isn't blank because you could put a cover crop in there. You could put oak leaves on there. You could just put compost on there. You're basically giving that plant the season off to feed the soil. That bed. Yeah, that bed. That one bed. So that, so bed, wind, bed one would be the sleeping bed, mm -hmm. if, if you will. Then the next bed over would have your solanaceae, the uh, tomatoes, the peppers, the eggplants, the potatoes. Bed three onions garlic beets carrots which family is that i think that's a cup the alliums would be 
Uh, that's their uh, genus, not their family. Right. Yeah. The Amaryldaceae, <laughs> I, I think, is uh, the term for that, for the chives, garlic, leeks and onions. The fourth bed are the legume fixing crops like peas and beans. Mm hmm. Legume fixing, meaning that they are able to collect uh, nitrogen from the atmosphere and put it into their nodules on their roots, which are, if you leave those roots, they will release that nitrogen for the next crop. There's a little trick to that. When you talk about nitrogen fixing crops is you cannot allow those plants to flower right. because then it's taking that nitrogen that it just stored and using it to produce flowers and seed. Right. So that that's sad, but... well. <clears throat> Some of those don't, uh, we don't want them to flower. Some of them we do. If we want to get the crop, we yeah. want to get the beans. <laughs> or peas. We've got to let them flower. Yeah. But uh, then again, in that uh, bed four, you, you could plant something that uh, works both as a cover crop and as something you could eat, like fava beans, mm -hmm. for example, if you, if you want to do a, a cover crop. So, yeah, in bed five, you've got the... You know what I mean. Cucurbits. Thank you. Yes, the uh, cucumbers, muskmelons, pumpkins, squash, watermelons, which are, I would think, heavy nitrogen feeders. Yes, they are heavy nitrogen yeah. feeders. And then you've got the uh, a lot of the winter crops, the cool season crops in bed six. You've got the cabbage, the lettuce, the spinach, the radishes, the turnips, the broccoli, Brussels sprouts, kale, cauliflower, mustard. And when that's done, that would become... I would think the squash pumpkin bed because they, they, they're not heavy nitrogen feeders, those cool season crops. Right. So that all sounds confusing, maybe. So go to Fred's uh, crop rotation rant and you'll see an image of a pie garden, a round garden with, that's cut into six parts and it suggests what crop to put in each of the six parts. Then the following year, you rotate that circle. What was bed one becomes bed six what was bed two becomes bed one etc and the year after that you rotate it again we aren't all so blessed i am not to have that much garden space six places but i will so i do pay attention to where my tomatoes are in particular my solanaceae crops uh and where my squashes were and i will move things around again uh fred has often talked about keeping records and writing it down is a good thing to do. So this year I planted the tomatoes in this bed and I planted the squash over here and I planted the beans over here. And then I just can look at that next year and do a rotation. If I can avoid planting the same thing in the same spot for uh, the next year, that's great. If I can do it a third year, that's even better. But And then sometimes I actually revert to pots. If I don't, I've run out of space, I grew a lot of one thing, let's say tomatoes one year, or I had tomatoes, eggplants, and peppers all over the place, then I will revert to pots and put some stuff in pots. The tomatoes, the eggplants, the peppers, large pots, uh, nice container media, irrigation, regular irrigation, and they'll do well. And But that gets them out of the ground for one year and allows any of those pests that are in the ground there to, to die off because they don't have their food supply. I would think being thrifty with uh, potting soil might work against you if you're planting tomatoes over and over in pots. Mm -hmm. So I, I would imagine you'd want to use fresh soil every time. Mm -hmm. Either fresh soil or soil that came out of a pot and sat for a while, a pot of something else. And sat for a while. Would that uh, kill off uh, those disease-causing uh, organisms like verticillium? Well, the fungus and bacteria are difficult to kill off. You'd have to solarize them or steam 
treat the the media. Can you do that in the oven? <laughs> you can, but it stinks and it's <laughs> yes. a slow process. <laughs> what I noticed, one thing about the uh, crop rotation garden, if you will, that if, if you imagine your garden as a pizza pie, that directly opposite in the six slices of garden pizza, the 12 o'clock and six o'clock positions the are both heavy nitrogen feeders, uh, the tomato, pepper, okra, potato, eggplant at 12 o'clock, and then squash, pumpkins, melons, cucumbers, corn at six o'clock. And if you're rotating it clockwise, replacing the tomatoes, peppers, etc., would be the cover crop or the composted uh, slice. Replacing the corn, cucumbers, squash, and melons are peas and beans, which is a uh, nitrogen-fixing crop. Yes, and even though they do need to flower and they do use some of that nitrogen they fix, there typically is some nitrogen in their roots uh, left over at the end of the crop. And so if you leave their roots, then you've, you've got nitrogen for the other plants to feed off of. Yeah, so you're basically surrounding the heavy feeders with lighter feeders or replenishers, if you yes. will. So if you go to the crop rotation plan for the home garden at the Farmer Fred Rant, it makes it much easier to understand than trying to figure this out in a podcast. But there are reasons why each uh, triangle on that has a certain plant in it. Right. Exactly. Yeah, You can't, unfortunately, mix up your plants uh, without uh, spreading the disease to every... By the way, that brings up another good point, too, is... When you go out to the garden, you've got your trowel and you're digging in every bed. Well, if you happen to be digging in a bed where you know you have a disease issue like verticillium mm. or fusarium, don't re don't forget to clean off that tool before you go to the next bed. Yeah, they exist in the soil and uh, hopefully you don't have them. If you do, then it, you have to pay attention and, and use verticillium or fusarium uh, uh, resistant plants or uh grow them so that, that that disease doesn't take over, but you can move it from place to place if you use a dirty tool and in a new place. So know your families. Know your family. Yeah. Know your plant families. Yes, exactly. And you can, uh, at the Farmer Fred Rant, that crop rotation plan uh, delineates that so you know uh, uh, who who's related to who and who you want to move together. There are some other families, too, that are heavy feeders that are more permanent, and you don't really have to worry about those, uh, like asparagus mm -hmm. or artichokes, if, mm -hmm. you, if you can grow artichokes where you live. And those are going to get their own bed for 15, 20 years. Right, and you're going to tend them differently. Exactly. Uh, yeah, and like you say, it's always a good idea to have some big pots on hand, too, to uh, yes, and a get you through. Yes, a few bags of media, yep. Yep, and uh, clean your tools. Crop rotation, it's done to avoid buildup of pests, both diseases and insects. So uh, get in the habit of, of rotating your crops. Debbie Flower, thanks for your help on this. Always a pleasure. You're welcome.